Welcome to the Humans and Earth podcast. We bring you inspiration and practical resources for healing our planet and ourselves. It's time for soulful contributions that regenerate life on Earth. I'm Shara Arman, a thought leader and teacher who believes we're ready to renew Earth and heal ourselves in the process. You can find our work online at humansandearth.com and on Instagram at schoolhumansearth. I'd love for you to be on our newsletter list and receive our updates on Instagram. Please share our work at the School for Humans and Earth with anyone you think might be interested and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast so that we can include more and more people in the regeneration revolution that I believe is happening on planet Earth. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome back to Humans and Earth. I want to talk to you today about flower essences. I'm going to offer you some stories about flower and tree essences, so plant essences, how they're helpful, and how they often come into our lives serendipitously. I'll offer some suggestions also about how you can benefit from plant essences. What are plant essences? They are liquid remedies that have been made to hold the energetic essence or frequency of a tree or flower. They are thus different from herbal remedies, which contain actual plant parts, roots or leaves or flowers. They are also different from essential oils, which contain the fragrant oils extracted from plants. Flower and tree essences are a form of energy medicine. They can be ingested, taken orally or used topically. And they are very safe, both for people and for plants, because they contain no actual plant parts. I love essential oils. I think they're really precious and delightful and supportive. But as you may know, there's a little bit of controversy around the fact that producing essential oils requires harvesting quite a lot of plant parts and extracting the oils from a large amount of plant material. So plant essences, whether it's an essence of a flower or a tree, are different because they do not require actual plant parts to be in the essence and can thus make essences from plants that are not edible for humans. And often you can make an essence without even harvesting the plant and ending its life. I'm going to focus on some experiences that I've had recently with essences, but I'll note that if you want to delve into the science of energy medicine and frequency, there is a lot of work being done in this area. It is becoming less and less fringe. Dr. Shamini Jain's Consciousness and Healing Initiative, CHI, publishes reports on energy or frequency medicine. You also could look at the work of Dr. David Feinstein and Dr. Lissa Rinkin. 
there are quite a few other researchers who are assembling discussions of quote unquote energy medicine or vibrational or frequency medicine, what it is, why it works, and even the physics of it. But today I am focusing on stories about some of my recent experiences to show you how you might want to receive support from plant essences. I will start first with the shortest story. I recently saw a body worker, a somatic release practitioner, who's also trained as a flower essence practitioner. And at the end of our session, she suggested for me a rather obvious essence that I have never taken for an extended period of time. And I was so grateful for her insight because indeed I have found that that essence has soothed and upheld me as I've gone to another level this summer of moving beyond some past trauma. So, you know, this is certainly an example of how, although I'm going to talk in a little while about how you absolutely can learn about and use plant essences on your own, which I have done for years and I have been trained by Joanne Amea Cohen in her practitioner training program, so you absolutely can learn and explore and experiment on your own because plant essences are very safe. But sometimes there really is benefit to working with a practitioner because this somatic release practitioner whom I saw, as I said, suggested an essence for me that I think was very appropriate, but that I had not thought of for myself. My second story is about a large sycamore tree I've been spending time with this year. If you're on my newsletter list, you may have seen that in the last few months, I've referred to this tree a couple of times. And interestingly, the way that she and I came into much closer contact was that when I was interviewing Dr. Jim Conroy and Vazia Alexander, for the New Earth Conference that I released in late February with Loren Gailey. When I was interviewing Jim and Bazia for that event, they led the audience in a meditation to connect with a tree. And I was there interviewing them and I love to connect with trees, so I participated. And who showed up very clearly in my mind's eye and in all of my forms of awareness, but this very large sycamore tree that lives just a few blocks from my house. It's a tree I've admired for years. Why I have never taken the time to directly connect with this tree, I don't know. But there she was as Jim and Bazia led this meditation of connecting to a tree. And Jim and Bazia asked me during that interview what I had experienced during the meditation. I told them about the sycamore coming to me. Jim said he also could feel her. And later that day, he emailed me because he had tuned into that tree and wanted to communicate to me directly something that she had conveyed to him. So Jim and Bazia and I were all surprisingly and beautifully connecting with this tree. This was in January and the weather was still really cold. So I walked past her several times as winter ended and I gathered some of her sticks that were on the ground and 
a couple of her seed pods that were on the ground and brought them home. So I was starting to connect a little bit more to this tree, but it wasn't until the spring when the weather warmed up that I was able to go and really sit down with her. And I've had some pretty extraordinary experiences with her this year. She has shown me that what she re represents and is teaching me are perfectly matched for my own current life stage. And she really is a grand being with whom I'm very honored to be in relationship. As I have been sitting with and listening to her and receiving her teachings, I made an essence by simply placing a bottle of clear water with some alcohol preservative, a little bit of brandy in it against her trunk on a couple of occasions for a little bit of an extended period of time. And then I've been taking that essence in addition to at times sitting with her. I don't feel ready to share a lot of what she has been share sharing with me, but I will say that part of what she has wanted to teach me relates to the central channel of energy in the human body that has been discussed for millennia in the Ayurvedic and traditional Chinese medicine traditions. So some people refer to this as the chakra column, others call it the central channel. And of course there are names for it in Sanskrit and in Mandarin and other languages. And Western medicine is starting in some ways to give awareness to the central channel. So the sycamore has been showing me a next step in cultivating the central channel and recognizing it as the stream of energy that connects our bodies, minds, and souls, both to earth and to the heavenly realms. And learning from her, as I said, has been a really beautiful experience. I'm intending to go and visit her again tomorrow, in fact. And taking her essence has also been really supportive as I continue to learn from her. So I hope that makes you feel encouraged that if there's a tree you feel you're really connecting with, you can sit and spend some time with it. You can learn particular strategies of meditating and communicating with trees, although it's fairly simple. It essentially involves sitting with the tree with an open mind or consciousness and an open heart and respectfully asking out loud or silently if the tree would like to connect with you. And if the answer is no, it's no. If the answer is yes, then you can open up a conversation. And if you are in relationship with a tree in that way, then you may wish to make your own essence with that tree. Also, there are many companies online that sell tree essences. I happen to really like Delta Gardens for tree essences. Here's my third story, and it's about pink mimosa. I felt guided to buy a bottle of pink mimosa flower essence from my teacher, Amea Cohen's line this spring and I've been taking it this summer. Each plant essence tends to represent a strand of energy that can be described sometimes with many sentences or paragraphs of human words. But to briefly describe pink mimosa, I'll just use the words abundance and joy. So I had been experiencing this essence this summer, just putting you know a drop a day in my drinking water, for example, 
serendipitously, a friend of mine texted me a photo of a blooming pink mimosa tree in her neighborhood and said she wondered what it was. I was able to recognize the flowers and I texted her back that she was delighting in the appearance and fragrance of pink mimosa. I shared with her that I had been taking the essence and I could make her a bottle if she brought me some flowers. So she did and I did. And the essence is so riotously potent. You can look up pink mimosa. It's a very extravagant bright pink flower with flashes of yellow. It has a it has a structure that to us in North America, and of course I don't know where you're listening to this podcast, but um, I'm based here in North America. To us in North America, this flower looks very exotic because we don't have many flowers with this structure. And indeed, it is indigenous to Asia. So what I noticed after I made this pink mimosa essence and took a bottle to my friend and kept some bottles for myself and to share with others, that then I started seeing pink mimosa trees everywhere. And I have been marveling in the last week at the mysterious fact that although I am much more tree aware than almost anyone I know, I had never really noticed the pink mimosa trees in prior years. They grow quite abundantly in my area and they produce a cloud of highly visible bright pink blossoms every June and July. So it's literally remarkable that I have not become aware of this tree before now. Maybe I wasn't ready for its essence, for its medicine, though I certainly am now. I will note that the pink mimosa is considered invasive in North America. And from a scientific ecological standpoint, they may be problematic. From the standpoint of the energy they have to share, I have to wonder if perhaps it is a good and purposeful thing that the pink mimosa is spreading in places where it isn't native. I do feel that the invasive plants question needs to continue to be examined scientifically but also energetically. And it seems to me that there are aspects of invasive plants that we don't yet understand. Some of them are medicinal. Perhaps some of them are both creating damage and doing a service, if that's possible. I don't know. Anyway, I, I tend to think the invasive plant question is, is a little more complex than we allow it to be. But that's my pink mimosa story. You can look up photos of the flower you might wish to purchase or make some of the essence yourself. Here's my fourth story about plant essences today. This one happened last summer. So those of you who've been listening to this podcast since its beginning in 2020 may know that for the first year of the podcast from August of 2020 through August of 2021, I worked in the podcast using the pseudonym Helen Claire Harmon to distinguish this work in the School for Humans and Earth from my work in my academic career. But by the summer of 2021, after a year of using that pseudonym, it wasn't feeling right to me. And you may know I released a podcast episode specifically about this in August of 2021. I wasn't feeling like Helen. It's actually a name that's really sacred to me. It's a family name. I chose it deliberately. I felt I was guided to choose it. But I was realizing that trying to live my life 
using two different names was clumsy. Many of my academic interests and my interests in the School for Humans and Earth are closely tied together. And for practical reasons and reasons of personal authenticity, it was starting to make more sense to me to just do all of my work in the world under my real legal name, which is Shara Arman. But I was afraid. I was really afraid to be fully authentic and public using just my real name. As I was in discernment about this in the summer of 2021, I started taking echinacea flower essence and the essences of some sunflowers. These sunflower essences were essences that I myself had made in previous years. Within a week, it was absolutely clear to me that I wanted to use just one name in all of my work, release the pseudonym and use only my real name. Sunflower essences and echinacea essence are known for supporting the solar plexus chakra and one's sense of power and security in the world. I definitely feel that I got a notable benefit from those essences. I also took a little bit of Maui orchid flower essence and discovered that just as Amaya Cohen has pointed out in her own work, Maui orchid is really potent for helping you discern what is true for you. So it's now been a year almost since I returned to doing all of my work as Shara Armin, and I really thank the flower essences for their support in bringing me to that point of clarity and simplicity. What do you do if you want to use flower and tree essences? I'm going to be back in just a moment to give you some tips about that. Have you been told your compassionate desire to help our world heal is impractical? In our e-course, Collaboration with Earth, you can learn how your heart-centered vision is both valid and actionable. As you explore how to step into reverent relationship with Earth and her plants and animals, you'll craft a regenerative vision that's nourishing for you and Earth's inhabitants, and that you can implement in the world in practical ways. Find our course, Collaboration with Earth, on the courses page at humansandearth.com. Okay, so what should you do if you want to explore using flower and tree essences? You really have two simple options. You can get a couple of books on the topic, or you can see a practitioner, and you might want to do both. There are quite a few books out on flower essences. I do like the book by David Dalton, who's the founder of Delta Gardens. I like the book by the founder of Green Hope Farm. I really like the spiral bound reference guide produced by the Flower Essence Society of North America. So you can look around and find a book on flower and plant essences that looks appealing to you. Some lines of essences that I personally like, if you want to start buying a few and exploring how they can support whatever it is you're working on. Flower essences and plant essences, tree essences 
are a type of energy medicine, as I mentioned earlier, that particularly work on the human emotional field. So you can use them for support with physical challenges, but I would say primarily they address your emotional experience, old trauma, stuck emotions, things like that. So if you want to look at some lines of essences and explore which ones seem appealing to you, given whatever you're working on right now in your life, I really love the essences from Delta Gardens and the Flower Essence Society. I love the essences produced by Green Hope Farm. And I also really delight in Amea Cohen's line of essences, although I'm not quite sure right now if they're going to continue to be available, but you can follow her work and check into that. The so-called Bach flower essences, although Dr. Batch himself pronounced his name Batch, so they really are meant to be called the Batch flower essences. They're very nice. I have most of them and I do use them. I find I have more of an affinity with the other lines of essences that I mentioned. And I also make my own essences, which you can easily learn to do. You just need to learn the proper procedure for making essences with flowers that are not edible. And I'll briefly describe that, but you should learn a little bit more on your own to be safe. So if you're trying to make an essence from a flower that is edible for humans, such as a rose or a violet or a pansy or a nasturtium or perhaps rosemary or lavender, you can immerse the flowers directly in the very cleanest water you can obtain and place the flowers in a glass bowl of water in sunlight for a few hours and there's your essence. And then you mix that water, you may need to strain it if there are any plant parts in it, you mix that water with a preservative such as glycerin or brandy. But if you want to make an essence from a flower that is toxic for humans, and many are, or even if they're not dangerous, they shouldn't be ingested, then you need to use a procedure with nesting glass bowls so that the flower or plant material does not directly go into contact with the water for making the essence. And it's easy to learn a few more details. I've just given you the schematic version there. Why use tree and flower essences? Well, for one thing, they're very supportive. They're very nurturing. They're very healing and they can help you to feel woven together with the natural world in a way that I think is very reassuring, comforting, aligning, centering for a human being. We are designed to live here in collaboration with plants and animals and all of nature. So to me, it makes perfect sense that plants are eager to help us by offering us food, herbal remedies, essential oils, and energetic essences. As long as you respect and thank the plants and make sure you're doing something in your life to support plants' well-being, I feel it's fine to receive what they offer for your sustenance, growth, and contribution. Be an ally to plants by giving them chemical-free spaces in which to live, by thanking them, for all that they contribute to making planet Earth the lush garden that she is. Be an ally to plants in whatever way you can 
and then enjoy the ways that they are here, not only to thrive in their own existence and to support the well-being of ecosystems and animals and the climate, but they're also here to support humanity. If you would like my support in allowing plant essences to uphold your contributions to flourishing for people and planet, you can find my services at humansandearth.com on the coaching page. I use plant essences a lot for myself and my family and sometimes offer them to my friends. When I'm working with clients, my particular focus is to support people who are looking to bring forward their service or contribution and may need to gain not only coaching support, but plant essence support with clarity or courage or resolve or whatever it is might be challenging for you. I'll note that while that is my focus, using plant essences with clients to support the unfolding of their contribution to flourishing for humans and earth, you can find flower essence practitioners who will help you with any set of concerns or who also have a particular focus. There are plant essence practitioners who particularly work with women and women's emotional and physical health. There are practitioners with expertise in working with children. Also, I want to note, I'm so glad I remembered, there are practitioners who are skilled in using plant essences with animals. I have received a lot of help from plant essences with my dog's emotional well-being. I love the Green Hope Farm line of animal essences. They are so beautiful. Green Hope Farm's work is just a gorgeous contribution to well-being for humans and earth, and their line of animal essences is really nice. So I hope that that gives you a sense that while you're welcome to work with me if you are looking for coaching or plant essence support in bringing forth your larger contribution to regeneration for people and planet, you can likewise find other practitioners with other specialized areas of focus and expertise. You also, as I said, can buy a book or two or read around online and learn about plant essences. Just start by buying one or two and seeing how they work for you. You also could simply read around on the websites of some of the plant essence companies that I mentioned. They all give descriptions of each essence and how it works, and they explain how to dose a flower essence. You can take a drop or two directly from the bottle, but you actually don't need to take that full potency. There is a way to dilute them in a separate mixing bottle, in which case they will last a lot longer. So I hope you enjoyed this introduction to flower and tree essences. I would love to hear from you if you use them yourself and have wonderful experiences. And you're also welcome to reach out to me on the website, humansandearth.com through the contact form if you have questions. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Humans and Earth. 
please share this episode to broaden engagement in the regeneration our world needs. You'll find social media links in the show notes. To explore our other offerings, visit www.humansandearth.com.